Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're going over all of those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some cases fortunately, only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve deeper into our series on Pretty Wild. Today we'll be discussing episode four, The Party. Yeah, it's Gabby's 16th birthday. And how appropriate that she is... One-tenth of a wild file. <laughs> oh, and I have no house cleaning because um, we're recording the same day that we recorded the last episode, so there's no new Twitter. Although I do have an aside. Um, I forgot to say last week that my new favorite thing in the whole world, and this is very controversial because I know she got a lot of shit about it on the internet and it is offensive, but I can't stop saying it. Um, did you watch this week's Real Housewives of Orange County? No. Um, in it, they go to Key West and they go to a drag show. And in Vicky's confessional, she's like, I don't get it. Boys dress like girls. Girls dress like boys. I just don't understand it. Sorry, drags. And my new favorite thing (laughs) in the whole world is sorry, drags. And I'm just going to say it to everyone all the time. And I want it on a shirt and I want a tattoo. I have something controversial. I gave up OC several seasons ago. Did you? I mean, you're not missing anything, but I literally rewound it 10 times. She's like, sorry, drags. <laughs> I love it so very much, but she's in a lot of trouble over it. My, anyway, my last OC episode is when they went to Iceland. Oh yeah, that was a while back. I finished that season, and then I just yeah. You're not missing anything. I mean, Kelly Dodd is a national treasure, but like other than that, you're not missing much. Yeah. So this week's wild file is Gabby, and I will just go ahead and say this week's wild file is also a huge disappointment. So. Gabby is alive, well, still pretty, still wild, still living in Southern California. Um, She got married in June of 2018 to a man named Brandon Hames, and that is pretty much all I know about her. That's not entirely true. Puff, puff, puff. Well, I'm getting to that. (laughs) Yeah, she's a huge stoner. Um, but I didn't find anything about where she went to school, what she does for a living, where her husband went to school, what he does for a living. Like, it's just a big mystery. But I found her entire wedding photo album. So I feel like a huge creeper, but of course, I went through all of it because it might as well. And (laughs) the most interesting pictures were... She has an entire series of her, much like a lot of brides do the getting ready, you know, people helping them into their dress and all that kind of stuff. And Gabby has a whole shoot of herself smoking a pipe in a window in a bridal bathrobe, as one does. So I'll show you. So, you know, we could tweet these, but I would feel really creepy being like, hey, everyone, look at this wedding album. Um, But, you know, just search for Gabby, Brandon Hames, and they'll come up for you, too. Um, Alexis was her matron of honor, um, gave a speech, and she was walked down the aisle by both Bio Dad and Jerry. Uh, Was Tess at the wedding? No. Oh. Yeah. Um, And I find her dress actually a little ill-fitting like it looks like she's gonna pop out of it at any second yeah i think that might be the angle though because she's got her torsos turned weird Mm. i mean yes it is a very low she doesn't have big boobs it's just that dresses she needs like it's too tight well it's also too short like it's like a demi bra top but it needs to be a full bra top yeah it's a pretty dress it just doesn't fit her quite right 
Yeah, no. Um, there's also another awkward series of her and her husband driving around in the driveway in a, I think it's a vintage Mustang, and she's sitting out the window drinking a beer. And there's like a whole photo shoot of her drinking a beer. Um, their reception kind of turned into a little rave, which ties into this episode nicely, 100%. actually. 100%. Um, it seems like there is a box of joints being passed around at the reception. And then she changes into like a shorter dress and sneakers and like the lights are changing colors and yeah. Um, so the wedding photos provided endless entertainment, just not information. Um, hold on. I'm looking for some that might be useful to this conversation though. I'm very curious to know though what, Oh, the dress looks pretty there. Yeah. It looks like it fits okay there. Yeah. Um, Curious to know how Alexis feels about all the drinking and the weed smoking. She isn't there for the late part of the reception. But I mean, the the fact that Gabby does that. Like, I wonder... I've wondered that, too. And I did, as I mentioned, listen to a lot of Alexis's podcast. And I listened to the family conversation with Alexis, Andrea, Tess, and Gabby. And I was hoping to find out more information about what Gabby's up to. And she doesn't disclose very much. And she says that she didn't really know how to love herself until she met her husband, that she really self-medicated by getting, smoking too much weed. And then I was really confused because it's like, well, as of less than a year ago, you're in your wedding dress with a pipe. So I don't, she made it sound like she's not doing it anymore, but I guess she still is. Um, And she said that the show was damaging to her because no one stopped and thought about what it would do to her. She's like, it didn't occur to anybody that my boyfriend's family would sit down and watch it on Sunday nights and then wonder what kind of girl I was sitting at their dinner table and stuff like that. Um, And then I also listened to the episode with just her and Alexis, thinking that I would, again, find out more information about Gabby. And it's 73 questions with Gabby and Alexis but Gabby's the one asking Alexis questions. Oh. <laughs> so it's actually really funny. It's just I didn't learn anything out about Gabby. And it's a lot of like silly questions like fuck, Mary kill and how much money have you spent on clothes in your life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so again, if anybody else finds out things about Gabby, please let me know. But another recommendation is just to keep listening to the podcast because it's entertaining. Alexis said she'd only spent $100,000 on clothes in her life. And Gabby's like, Bitch, it's like 500000 <laughs> Yeah, I would, yeah. I was like, you're telling me you've only taken $100,000 shopping trips in your life? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, no. Some of the questions are really funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Gabby says, fuck, marry, kill. Andy Cohen, Bruce Willis, carrot top, go. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, now I want to do that one. I would... Mary Bruce Willis, I would fuck Carrot Top, and I would kill Andy Cohen. Interesting. Carrot Top's got a really hot body. Yeah. See, I, I can't do the Carrot Top, so I think I would kill Carrot Top. I think I would marry Andy Cohen for the money and the houses. Bruce Willis has more money than Andy Cohen. That's true, but I would actually enjoy fucking Bruce Willis more than... That's what I'm saying. But you'd only have to fuck him once. You have to live forever with Andy Cohen. Okay, fine. Then I would fuck Andy Cohen for a shot at the penthouse or whatever, and I would marry Bruce Willis. I think you need to reevaluate Carrot Top's body. <laughs> I don't... I've seen his face. I don't want to. <laughs> um, so we open the episode, and 
I've decided that I really love the episode openers of Alexis and Tess just like doing random hijinks. And this week's is them installing a stripper pole in the new house. Uh, yes. And full disclosure, I cannot comment too much on this because I had a stripper pole in my condo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And? I loved it. It was great. I was super good at it. <laughs> it was a birthday gift. It was a 31st birthday gift from one of my friends. That's amazing. Yeah. The only reason, I probably still have it somewhere in my house. I just have to find it. But um, the you have to have, like, the ceilings can't be too high or otherwise it, like, doesn't work. Well, you um, also need the clearance to be able to swing all the way around. Yeah, but, like, in my, the place I moved into after I left my condo, the ceilings were way too high, so I couldn't tell. But I'm sure I still have it somewhere in the house. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also installing it in Andrea's bedroom. So. Yeah. Way to go, Andrea. Um, and as we mentioned, the big theme of this episode is Gabby's birthday. And Gabby's sitting down with Andrea going through a box of beads. Did yep. you happen to notice that? I did. And They're crafters, I'm sure. All the Asian-inspired beads. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrea's asking her what she wants to do for her birthday party. And she says, do you want to go to Magic Castle? And Gabby says, no, I want a party. Like a 16, a sweet 16. And Andrea says, we can invite a magician. Yeah, Andrea has a real <laughs> hard on for magic. She's got a real <laughs> magic boner going. She really Although does. I will say that during that time period the Magic Castle was having a bit of a moment in terms of being, like, super hip. Um, so that may have been part of it. But, yeah, the whole, like, foisting magic upon Gabby was a little weird. It was very weird. And then we go back to the offices of our hero, Jeffrey Rubenstein. Yes. And I really like Alexis's sweater. She's actually dressed more appropriately to visit her lawyer than she was for court. Yeah, you pointed out it was a really cute sweater. I know. It's a gray V-neck with... Not sequins, but not black studs, but somewhere it's in like between. like applique stuff yeah, on black, the shoulders. Yeah, black, like, shoulders. Like, it looked kind of Rhythm Nation light in a way that I was, I was living yeah, hard. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and he says that they need to work on her public image and that, you know, the party girl image really has to go. And she says in her confessional on the way out, I just need to be more humble, young, and conservative. I also would like to publicly apologize to the world, um, to Jeffrey Rubenstein, because they did him dirty by not putting him in makeup. Yeah. Like, his poor skin looks so, like, red and uneven, and it's I, because he wasn't wearing makeup. I did say, what happened to Jeffrey? Yeah, it sucks. He like, was, they should have gotten a makeup. I mean, if you're going to be on TV. He was very splotchy. Um, I also don't know that Alexis needs to act younger. She says, humble, young, and conservative. I actually think she needs to be mature. Well, but I think that what she's confusing, and this comes up way later in the episode when they're talking about Gabby, is she is, to her, young, mean, acting young means not going to bars. Yeah. Like, it means not going out and right. partying. Like, that's what she means when she says, I should act younger. Right. Yeah. Um, and then she and Tess go to the Roxy. Um, well, they're getting ready. Yes. And can we talk about the song? What's up? Oh, yeah. What was it? Well, it's one of those. They do this on Vanderpump Rules, too. And it's obviously a weird, dumb, made-up song just for the episode. But it was hilarious. And it was like, every single night when you're getting ready. <laughs> like, it was completely ridiculous. Speaking of made-up songs for reality shows, Real Housewives of Atlanta right now. Talk about it. They're made-up songs? Yeah. Yeah. 
They're actually kind of catchy, though. Yeah, it was much better than this pretty wild one. But yeah, they're they're good. Like someone could release an album of Housewives of Atlanta songs. I would buy it. Atlanta's like got these like female hip hop like don't step to me type songs. Yeah. I'm into the, I'm into those. I wonder if they're Candy songs. I, I mean, she's smart. Too. I wonder if she'd just be like, "Hey, I'll license these to you for next to nothing." She probably said like, "Hey, I happen to write 20, 20 second songs." <laughs> yeah. Um, so they are going to the Roxy to see the band Wicker and Alexis used to date the drummer Tyler and she thinks that Tess would like the lead singer Max. Now, those of you who have been with us for a while, you will know Max. He was on season one of The Hills. He is the blonde dude who worked with Heidi at Bolt House in season one. And I believe he and Tess do actually date in real life for a little while. So good intel. Yep. That's what we get in this episode. And Tess again says that she has a weakness for singers. We know. And when she's watching Max perform, she says, Ryan Cabrera, who? Yay. (laughs) Finally. Um, And then of course they go backstage and the boys talk about how they're thinking about going on tour and they're getting a van and Tess talks up her connection with Max and says that there's just something different about him. I didn't get their connection at all. But um I the only connection I got is that she looks like every trashy LA girl from that time period that a groupie yeah would be. So, I sure. Yeah. And he's I don't know, he's And he's a singer. And he's talking to her, like he's yeah. acknowledging her existence, I guess, and I mean, I guess if you're in if you're backstage in the green room and the lead singer is only talking to you, and not paying attention to the other people around. That would be construed interest, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to Gabby planning her Sweet 16 party with Tess. And Tess suggests the one of the Dulce Group's clubs. I thought Gabby suggested that. Oh, no. Tess says, like, what about one of the Dulce Group's clubs? Which would be, like, ketchup or whatever. Yeah. And um, then Gabby is like, no, I went in the backyard. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. No, 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 no. That Tess, makes more sense. Yeah, to know Tess was, and I was like, oh, go Tess. And Gabby was like, no, backyard. Um, and she wants a neon party. And Tess asks her which DJs she wants. She says, Oakenfold, Aoki, and who else was on that? Oh, the one with the C. Um, not Chicane, but it's Cascade? something. Cassidy? Cascade? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she names four DJs. Four yeah. huge DJs, which I scoffed at at the time, but boy, was I proven wrong later. Yeah. Um, so this party's kind of all over the place, as as we'll get into. So then Tess and Alexis meet with a stylist to figure out what Alexis should wear. Oh, but before this, yeah. one of the funny things that made me laugh when they were planning the party is Tess is like, well... You know, we should have it out by the pool, do the jacuzzi, whatever. And Gabby says, this isn't Tessie and Alexi's jacuzzi party. And I was like, that sounds like a fun party. Like, I would want to go to that party. <laughs> we see their hot tub party later. Um, so then we meet this stylist at the store. Lindsay. To, ooh, good for you. To dress for court. And the store is Twist. And this store, what the fuck is this store? It was a very hodgepodge. Like, there was a, a lot of stuff. So, Alexis is trying on her very first pair of, like, work slacks. Yeah. They're gray work slacks. Like, that's the only way to describe them. 
And then as she comes out of the dressing room behind her, there's all this like tchotchke shit with peace signs and smiley faces on it, like candles and necklaces, whatever. And then in another shot over her shoulder, there are all these baby onesies. It almost looks like a store you see at the beach. Yeah. Like a knickknack store. Yes. But yet they have court appropriate clothing as well. And she keeps talking about how it looks like she has a penis and her butt looks bad. And then they try on a, a purple dress and she says she looks like she should be picking flowers in a field. She also at one point says that all the lesbians will love her. Well, she said on her podcast that she is bi. And oh. one of the women that she would like leave her husband for is Ellen DeGeneres. So. What? Yeah. She's got like a mommy fetish? She said, I like old men and older women. Well, I think that tracks, I guess. Her two dream women are Ruby Rose and Ellen DeGeneres. Ruby Rose I get. Yeah. Ellen, uh, okay. Yeah. Does Ellen know that? Yeah. She'd probably leave Portia for her. Um, and there's also another funny moment when Gabby says, Alexis, what will you be doing at 50? And she says, I don't know, my husband still be alive by then? And she's like <laughs> trying to do the math. He's only like 23 years older, so I would hope so, but... I would know. Yeah. But I mean, you never know. And then she's like, well, let's make it 70 and I'll be on the beach in Maui with my girlfriends wearing a thong with all male servants surrounding me. And I was like, that's hashtag goals. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, so then from the stylist, the girls go to Beachwood Market and they're going to cook dinner for Max and Tyler. And what are they going to cook? What kind of meat are they going to cook? <laughs> They're going to cook a sexy dinner and they need some sexy meat. Yes. And they tell the butcher that. They want sexy meat. <laughs> he probably thought they were going to like meet him outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my thing is that I know Alexis is trying to set up Tess with Max. But she also says that the, the drummer is her ex, right? That was very confusing because... Or is it just like her friend with benefits or something? I think that's more what she means. Because then she talks about like going on a double date. It's yeah. weird. And like, I don't know, what 20-year-old is stoked to see their ex-boyfriend? Yeah, I, I think he's probably just someone that she bangs when he's in town. Yeah. Um, so then they're getting ready for this dinner date and they're trying Oh, wait, to- lots more stuff happens at the market. Oh, yeah. Um, so first of all, <laughs> was it Tess or Alexis that she said? It must have been Alexis because she likes old people. So yes. like, like uh, is he a dilf? Yeah. But then she said, Dad, I'd like to bang, which would be a dilb. Yeah, but she can't say fuck on E. They bleep. I know. Well. I, I was so whatever. Um, and then she apparently doesn't know vegetables no. because she's in the veggie section and she eats something and she goes, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Like, you literally are looking at it. I think it was parsley or cilantro, and she said, oh, it's not the one I thought it was. Oh, okay. I don't know who the fuck eats just pieces of cilantro or parsley in the grocery store, but... I don't know. But apparently she does not know vegetables. No. Um, So then they're back at the house, and they're deciding which cleavage tops to wear, and they start cooking. Oh, you are forgetting about the porno. Oh, porno. When they're in the tub together, shaving their legs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like the beginning of Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, I did forget about that. I don't have that many notes this episode. I don't know what I was doing. Um, and Like every straight man's fantasy. They were just in the tub shaving their legs. But yeah. they were like half clothed. From the waist up. Okay, I'm just, all right. Um, I was also just like too amazed by the fact that these Moe's actually like... 
<laughs> they got food on the table. Yeah, that was the most impressive part of the episode. Who cooked that for them? I don't know. Because they made bruschetta wrapped asparagus and steak and, and by the way, I have put in my note dirt potatoes because yeah. they were cutting them. I could see the dirt on them. They did not rinse those potatoes off or even wipe them off. Someone did that for them, though. They could not have done that. No. They were, like, fully made up. They probably had to stop and get high on something first. Like, there's no way they fucking cooked that. No. Did Gabby do it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Was and Andrea- where was everyone else? I don't where know. Where was the rest of the family? I don't know. Did it- was Andrea home? Did she cook that? Did they order it? No, because we saw them buy the steak. Or did they order it? And first? I saw the raw the, meat. The, the, yeah. The, and I saw the the prosciutto wrapped asparagus in a pan on the stove. You, they probably bought the asparagus wrapped in prosciutto and then like just put it on the stove. You can probably buy that pre wrapped. But you still have to cook it to the right temp. I mean, I know. I'm. I'm I don't know. I was shocked they put something on the table. I thought all they could cook was heroin. Yeah. Same. Um, and then we get this like awkward side of Tess and Max and they are talking three inches from each other's face. Well, and tell everyone what you noticed because this was weird. Yeah. So Tess suddenly has a different top on. And at first we thought she just put like a sweater on because it was cold, but she changed the top underneath it too. Yeah. It's a hundred percent different. So I don't know. He was wearing the same. I mean, he was wearing a white t-shirt and he was still wearing a white t-shirt. Maybe she spilled. Something on her blouse? Or she got cold in that off-the-shoulder thing. But, I mean, you would just put a jacket on. I don't think you'd change your top and then put a jacket. I mean... I know. She must have spilled something on her blouse. I don't know. Um, And he says, so do you make out on a first date? But then they don't make out. No. I would have thought a girl like Tess would have been like, yeah, I do. And they just... Yeah. That was it. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe they had sex and she changed her shirt and then they came out and filmed a scene pretending like they did. Now that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that does. tracks. Yeah. yeah. Like she forgot she had the other black top on before. Also, Max uh, told her that he is going to be the next Eminem. That's what he thought when he was 15. Yeah. He named the band after the wicker chairs on his mom's porch, by the way. Um, I want to know. Well, he doesn't rap. No. I don't. I mean, I'm assuming he just meant as famous as Eminem. Yeah. Did not pan out well for you, Max. No. And Tess invites him to Gabby's Sweet 16 party. Now, you looked it up. Are they still a band? Uh, they had tour dates list. Like, when I Googled it, it said Wicker 2019 tour dates. Okay. But, so, um, they're still a band. Yeah, but I don't know if that was real or whether it was just one of those sites that says that. You can check. Um, so, then in the next scene, this party is getting really out of sorts and not quite what... Gabby wants it to be. And they called several caterers and eventually signed a contract with an Italian caterer. And And Gabby hates Italian food. She flips out. Because she wants fondue. She wants fondue. Um, And she said, this is not your birthday. And they say, we're going to do a poll routine for you. And she says, this is not a stripper pole Italian party. Then she says, this is not. That would be at my house. Yeah. And then she says, this is not some kind of whore party. That would also be at your that house. That would also be at my house. Yes, it would. Um, and I also am I'm wondering if when she says fondue, what she actually means is like a chocolate fountain or something. Or does she mean like the melting pot? But that would be, I mean, in that case, Alexis and Tess are right. Like you can't have a f- fondue at a party. 
With a bunch of people. I don't know. Like, that would be weird. I think bouncing around to DJ music full of fondue is vomit-inducing, but I'm also not 16, so... I mean, you just have people lined up waiting to dip their bread and meat into a big boiling <laughs> pot of cheese? Like, I don't... It's gross. That's not very conducive to a party no, of, for more than six people. No. Um... And then we see Tess and Alexis living their best life, sitting in the hot tub on the porch of this new house. Yes. And I found out where they lived, and they live in the Lake Hollywood estates, so that water you see in the back is Lake Hollywood. So they're kind of on the other side of the Hollywood sign, I think. Okay. Um, but the house, like, it needs some work, but it's a nice house all told. It needs a renovation, but, like, the view is nice and everything, and they're just sitting in there talking about the party and how they need to make it more for Gabby... And this is where Tess says she knows someone who represents Paul Oakenfold. And they're going to get him to DJ the party. I also like that Tess got really excited when they were, like, getting grandiose about it. And they were like, she could be on my Super Sweet 16! Yeah. Which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and then it's the day of the party. Oh, no, sorry. I forgot the shopping. They go to Planet Blue. Planet Blue. Mm-hmm. Where... Gabby wants an outfit that is short, not too sexy on top, and sparkly. Mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. She gets a short, sparkly dress with sleeves. After they try to talk her into numerous bustier tops. Like, yeah. leather bustier. Yeah. So I guess we've gathered that the Tess and Alexis like to show their tits. And Gabby likes to show her legs. Sure. I think Tess and Alexis like, like to, to show, show it all. Yeah. 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 Um, so then it's the day of the party, and the balloons arrive, and Tess is trying to carry... What, like 200 balloons inside? She said 100, but it... It looked like more. It looked like more, and there had to have been more than just those, because later on we see that there all there's a bunch of them on the ceiling of the patio, but then there was a bunch inside, too. So there had to be multiple deliveries. I think the guy, the balloon delivery guy, was carrying a second set behind her. Okay. And it was just funny to watch her try and And she it. popped, like, all of them. Yeah. And then she wrapped herself in them and wondered if she could make a top. Yeah. And even the balloon guy was like, oh, God. And then she let them go and hit the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so then the they're setting up the party. They're putting streamers everywhere. They've got one of those cakes that just has, like, a Barbie doll sticking out the top. And an African-American Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah. Very progressive. Yeah. Um, that was it, the only African-American I saw at the party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or person of any color, for that matter. Yeah. Um, and so they've made Gabby stay inside her bedroom. Locked her in. Yeah, yeah. Eventually they let her out when her new friends arrive. And she points out this boy that she thinks is cute to Tess. His name is Jordan. And Gabby says he has a really unique laugh. Um, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how Gabby suddenly has like a million friends. Yeah. She probably invited her friends that she had before, I guess. Sure. But then, whatever fake school she's going to, yeah. Yeah. Or, who knows, they probably posted it on some weird, like, Facebook, or E took care of it, I don't yeah. know. E seemed to take care of a lot of things in this episode. So, then Paul Oakenfold shows up. Because he's known for DJing Small. high school parties for under 50 people. I know. Like, that's his jam. So, apparently, production was involved in this because Alexis talked about this several times on her podcast, and they just, they wanted to get Oakenfold because of the comment he makes to Alexis, 
when he shows up and he says like, oh, Alexis, the bling ring, you tried to rob my house, yeah? And, and there's, did you see the guy in the background who's with him, who's like laughing hysterically the whole time? It's really funny. No, I miss that. But then Alexis actually takes it well to in front of him. She says, like, I'm so sorry, like, I wasn't involved, and I'm sorry that happened to you, and whatever. And then she has a meltdown yeah. when she gets inside. Because I wrote, doesn't it suck when the people you rob confront you? Yeah. Like, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't involved in that one, but, yeah. Was she not involved in that one? Orlando Bloom was the only one. I, was, I thought that was the only one she was caught for, but, oh, what, I mean, yeah. who's to say she wasn't involved in all of them? Good point. Um... And so then, you know, they cut to commercial and they come back and they're like, Alexis, it's okay. Don't let him ruin your night. Blah, blah, blah. Great. And then all is forgotten, which means they probably just like got a little more high and let it go. And they bring Gabby out and... Well, and what the fuck is Paul Oakenfold's problem that he didn't like storm out? I'd be like, oh, fuck you. I'm not playing your sister's party. You robbed my house. Or why didn't he tell E to go fuck themselves for that? Or why didn't he steal something of hers? <laughs> that would have been amazing if he just like walked out with the TV. I don't understand how that was appealing to him, honestly. Like when E approached him and said, hey, we're going to have you play this party with this girl. You know, she was part of the bling ring. Why would he say yes to that? I do not know. That's really gimmicky and weird. Because he was even bigger in 2010 than he is now. Yeah. Like he was huge right then. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't get what he gained from that at all. And it wasn't a big deal. Like, it was, no. it was one minute of the episode. It's very strange. Um, so then they bring... Paul Oakenfold is standing there with, like, his headphones on, and, like, all these teenagers are just staring at him. And Gabby's the only one wearing a blindfold, but it's not a blindfold. It's, like, a kitchen towel. They're just holding it against her face. And Alexis is talking on the microphone about how it's Gabby's birthday and guess who I got for you? And I got you Paul Oakenfold. And they just drop Gabby's towel. It would have been cooler if they concealed Paul Oakenfold. I mean, but to be honest, and I used to be really into DJs, I would have no fucking clue who he was. Um, no, most of the kids didn't. But like... Like you would have to say like, Paul Oakenfold! Because I'd be like, what? I know. It's just still weird that they only blindfolded one person instead of, like, announcing it before he came out or something. Like, he was just standing there. It was very odd. Well, and also, I... This is a little conspiracy theory. Yeah. But I think there's a chance that he might actually be Travis from The Real Housewives of Dallas. (laughs) I think that may be how Travis made his money and not in lockers. Because they look a lot alike. We could also talk a minute about Paul Oakenfold's hair. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's very, it's not unlike Ryan Cabrera at some moments, like the style of the cut. It's, it looks like a cartoon haircut, but it's real. Yeah. Like it's very Bobby's world, but real. Yeah. And it's dyed very dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a messed up. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tess and Max make out. You know, around all these children dancing up and down. And next week we go to Cabo. Oh, do we ever. Um, Next week we go to Cabo. We get a lot of making out and we get Alexis in big fat trouble with her lawyer. Yes. And I have some more production notes about Cabo because that was an episode she talked about a lot with the producer. So now what did she say about Oakenfold on the podcast? That production did that to like mess with her. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Like, E hired Paul Oakenfold to be there and say that thing about the bling ring. It's a lot of money on E. And I would love to know how much they had to pay him to do that. That was also a lot of money for this show that they had no... I mean, I guess after she was arrested, they knew it would go somewhere. So they doubled down in a way, but... I'd also be very curious to know how long he actually played for. Was it like 15 minutes? Was I know. Because I can't imagine it was very long. Yeah. It is... Listen to the episode with the producer... It is a very funny episode, actually. Alexis is really able to look back and laugh at herself, and she says, So, Dan, be honest. Pretty Wild is the project you're most proud of, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she's got a good sense of humor about all of it, so definitely worth listening to. All right, guys, well, that's it for this episode, and we'll talk to you again next time. And so it is. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>